Hey, what's going on, guys? This is two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blurred, baby. Word to the Blurred with two and Cal. We are back. We are After back. After a little hiatus. Sorry, guys. You know, it's, it's been a little rough. Um, you know, I, I could tell you guys about this. I actually, uh, I got hit with the COVID bug. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and I was down and out for a little while. I was down and out for a little while. And, uh, you know, I'm still recovering. But I had wanted to, me and Khalid had wanted to get something out because it's been, whew, a couple of weeks since we had been able to even do some stuff. So yeah. we're getting it back out there. We're, we're, we're here. We're, we're, we're blurty, you know, big shout out to um, everybody that, that um, hit up my family and, you know, kept me in their prayers. Like I'm, I'm really, really, really thankful. And I appreciate it. You know, as does my family. Um, Big hey, shout out to all of you. We have a good show packed up for you guys. I'm actually okay. You know, uh, thanks to thanks to I mean, you know, part of the reason why I have a recovery is because you know I've had a pretty good recovery, you know, because of them. So, Cal, thank you, bro. You know, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate. It. Yeah, man. Of course, that's no problem at all. You know, we got you. We're here for you. Just glad you're doing better taking it day by day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this this is actually going to go into what, um, you know, what was going on. So Batman Day happened while I was in the ICU. <laughs> hey, Kali, do you hear, like, you that? like an echo? Yeah, like... Yeah, your audio sounds kind of weird. Like when you talk, it sounds funny. I'm I thought, like, okay. Uh, so, oh, so guys, we're recording. We're not yeah, we're not. We're in two different places. So he's at his place. I'm at my parents' place. Okay, so I just turned off my head. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. I still have that echo. It sounds like there's like a, a, a pop or something. No, it's like I'm I'm talking to them because I hear myself through your computer. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Well, it's all good. We'll listen to this afterwards. Um, so Batman didn't happen while I was in the ICU, and I bought a shit ton of Batman books because there's like five dollars Batman books. I was like, oh, I gotta do it. So I ended up buying um Batman No Man's Land off the volumes. Which you know that that came out back in the two thousands. I also bought um, damn. What else did I buy? Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles. Which oh man, we got to do with you on that by itself. That was fire. Like as you guys know, I've been a huge, huge, huge fan of the Boom comic, Boom Power Ranger comic books um, since they released it maybe a couple of years ago. And it's really, really good. But going back to Batman, uh, Batman was September nineteen. And it was amazing. Um, you know, normally people would celebrate Batman Day by going to comic book stores, and comic book stores would have sales, and um, the movie, the movies would just be playing all day. I know they would in my apartment, so I didn't get a chance to really watch any of the movies. But um, I definitely bought comic books, and I read. And I also bought Batman Gotham Knights, which is a, uh, a reflective Batman book where he starts to question himself, and he starts to psychoanalyze his team. So like Nightwing. Robin, Batgirl, Oracle, you know, and before and then all this happened pre New 52 and pre Rebirth. So this was like stuff that happened um, prior to all that pre Flashpoint for those of you guys that are into comic books. Also, uh, just to kind of go into our next topic, which we're going to talk about John Boyega. Um, you know, mm. he's been in the news a lot, whether, you know, whether it was talking at the Black, Black Lives Matter protest or um, I think there was something else. There was um, damn, he spoke what about uh, recently in Star Wars uh, recently in uh, GQ magazine. Talk about how his character yeah, I did see that got shafted. He's talking about how his character got shafted. Yeah, his, his character. Like he was. Yeah, especially after the Force Awakens. Yeah, I think there is an echo between us because it's almost like you catch like the later part of what I'm saying than when I start talking. Then you start talking. I don't know. 
But uh, I, I, I know. So like John Boyega, he was talking about um, in GQ magazine how um, you know, his character got shafted. He felt like you know he was sold this this bill of goods where you know he thought he was gonna be you know, like uh, one of the it guys, you know, along with uh, Daisy Ridley's Ray character. And then as the movies went on, he found that there was really no story for him and he wasn't really happy with that, you know. And he just talked about the marketing and things like that and how, like, internationally on, like, Star Wars posters, she was, like, erased from those posters. Like, I remember um, there was, like, a fury about the, the Chinese Force Awakens poster. Like, he was, like, he was front and center, like, the American ones, but then they, like, kind of took them off or made him like very small in the background in the Chinese one. So he was, he wasn't very happy about that at all. But yes, uh, he just talks about, you know, Star Wars, you know, kind of being over it, uh, how nasty some of the fans have been to him and just like a new chapter in his life. Yeah. Yeah. And what I don't get, and cause if you watch the force awakens, he started, he started, his character started off really, really well. Like you, you started to get a good sense of who he was and that he could be Force-sensitive, and then they revisited it back in um, Rise of Skywalker. It was just like, there was too much flip-flop with his character, and I just remember being oh, very upset about what they did, and then The Last Jedi definitely fucked up. No. That man. whole, what was it, Kingsley Bite? Is that yeah. where he was at? And I was just like, what, what is this? What, what is this? Like, you're just, you're giving shit. You're giving yeah. shit to a, a, a great character. You know, and then I remember Daisy Ridley, she she um she also came out and was confused about what her character's purpose was, or at least no, sorry, not what her character's purpose was, but what's her character's family lineage. Is she Kenobi? And that's that's what they originally pitched to her, that she was gonna be a Kenobi, which honestly would have been ironic and and you know, that would have made for a greater story. Yeah, but I also would have wondered how would that have worked had she been a Kenobi because then you have to explain. Like, she couldn't be the daughter of Obi-Wan Kenobi because Obi-Wan would have been too old. Um, and he, he Also, he would have been dead. So maybe, like, like did he have children beforehand? Because then you have to establish that whole thing. And you can't use one movie to establish, like, oh, yeah, by the way, you're the granddaughter of Obi-Wan Kenobi. All right, could you explain that a little bit? Even the Palpatine thing was forced. But um, I think if she was the granddaughter of Obi-Wan Kenobi, they would have had to have gone to greater lengths to explain that. But you know what? That would have been cool because then you could you could have taken it from the Clone Wars era. Because remember when, um, who was that? The princess, the Queen of Mandalore? Remember mm-hmm. in, in the Clone Wars, um, in the Clone Wars series, they had a history. You know, when, when Obi-Wan was a Padawan, his, one of his first solo missions was to protect her. So you could talk about how she, you know maybe she had like a secret child or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, like, so she could she could have been like Mandalorian royalty. Exactly. That would have been cool. You know that that could have been a whole trilogy of movies. Like she discovers that she's Mandalorian royalty and stuff like that. That would now hire me, baby. I got ideas. <laughs> I got ideas, baby. But I I just go ahead. No, 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 no. I, I was just agreeing with you. Like I just I feel like both of their characters got shitted on, you know, like, and then you kind of focused on Kylo, and Kylo was a big baby bitch, you know? He wasn't no Vader. I liked, I liked Kylo. Kylo was cool, but I, he just whined, he just, he was so mentally unstable. He lacked that precision that Vader had in the later movies. Like, he was like Anakin. Oh, So yeah, I guess he was like his, more like his, his grandfather then people would care to admit, you know, because his grandfather's clearly unstable emotionally. Right, but once once Vader got his ass encased in that suit, that motherfucker was the man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you just had, like, from the beginning, you just had Vader light. That's what I, I remember. I used to joke around and call him that. <laughs> nah. You know, and in certain parts, I do believe he might be a little more powerful than Vader, but that was Vader light. All intents and purposes. Nah. You know, and I, and honestly, it should have been John Boyega's character and Daisy really getting together, you know? Mm, yeah. You kind of tease that in the first weekends. Yeah, and just kind of like that whole thing of like, um, Ray, I have something to tell you. Well, what is it? I'll tell you later. Like, what the fuck? 
Like, it's like you really just couldn't just bone up and just tell her, like, I'm force sensitive. But you know what was interesting? I kind of almost didn't like that part. And the reason why I didn't is because, so I remember they kind of alluded to him possibly being force sensitive in the first one. But then again, as the trilogy went on, there was no hints of that. You know what I mean? There was no dropping, like, like oh, maybe he moved something with his mind. Just, like, little brief things of him trying to, like, practice his powers of some shit. It was just, like, the third one was, like, yeah, definitely Force-sensitive. And then, like, I, I mean, we spoke about this before, but, you know, then you bring in these new characters for the final film, and it's just, like, you should really be focusing on the characters you've already established and finishing their stories instead of introducing Jaina. Like, there was no reason to have Jaina. There was no reason to have that other chick on that planet that exploded, that they blew up. It was just... <laughs> there was no reason. Yeah, it was like, you're just, you're just putting people in there for the sake of bullshit story. Exactly. It's like, come on, guys. Come on. You guys could do better. Like, you, for all that, you could have just hired George Lucas back, or you should have given it to Dave Filoni. Period. Period. Out, give it to Filoni. Yeah, like, period. That's it. Just Mr. Filoni, fix it. Yeah. <laughs> fix it. Yeah, but, yeah, Star Wars is Star Wars. It was something we'll always be talking about, something we'll always be dealing with, but I mean, we'll, we'll still be there when they show the next movie. Or when yeah. the Lurian comes back out, we'll be there. Oh, Disney's going to get my money regardless. No, of course. Also, I was watching um, Fat Man Beyond the other night, and I don't know if, if any of you guys watch Kevin Smith's uh, live podcast, but he, uh, Mark Bernardi, was actually working on Enter- uh, not Enterprise, Jesus, Picard, and they just finished writing for season two. Mm. Do you so, know what they're going to film? No, they that that was they don't know they don't know yet because they're they're you know with everything going on with COVID you know Patrick Stewart's up there in age so you can't really mess around with that man's health. That is He's not just a national treasure in London and in the UK. He's a national treasure in America. (laughs) So worldwide. Yeah, like you can't just play. I look forward to his sonnets on Instagram. I don't know. For all you guys that follow him on Instagram, do look at his sonnets, man. It's beautiful. One time he had Jonathan Franks on there and they read a sonnet together. It's, it's really nice. It's really nice. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's really nice. I had to smile on my face, guys, as I talk about it. Yeah, so much so much has happened since we last recorded. Like, I mean, we, we didn't talk. We lost Chadwick, man. We didn't mention that. Yo, listen, that is that is a big fact. Um, you know, we should have, we definitely should have recorded sooner on that, but um, you know, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. You know, I know we're a little late on it, but that that was a hard hit. That was a that really, was. really hard hit. That was I, think, I think that one, I've never really cried for a star before, but I cried for Ch- Chadwick Boseman. Like, I just, I couldn't believe it. Um, I remember Virgil had sent me a text, like, Chadwick Boseman died, and I was like, what? And I just remember looking it up on Google. And when I saw it, like, I just dropped, like, everything in me. Like, it was like I lost a family member or something. Like, I just cried. Right. And you never really noticed the importance of that man's work or even what he's done, especially as, as Black Panther. You know, like, you hear people say, oh, he did it for the culture. He did it for the culture. But he did, like, him and the rest of the cast and the producers really did something that, to uplift the race. You know what I mean? Um, you know, there, there was times where I think we took a lot of pride in who we are as a people because of that movie. And mm. to lose to lose our king, you know? You know, people actually thought of him as the king, and he he took that with stride and grace, you know? Yeah. He just, and he carried himself as such, you know? And to be working while he was going through surgeries, chemo, yeah, and you put great work at that. You know what I was thinking about too? He must have like had an idea that like, you know, maybe this won't work out or like, you know, maybe I won't beat this because it's like, you know, I was having this thought. I was like, damn, like if I got diagnosed with something like that, I'm not going to do no movies. I'm just my priorities going to be fighting this shit so I can get better. But, you know, there must have been a thought in his mind where it's just like, you know, if if I'm gonna die, I'm just gonna keep working, you know what I mean? So and like of course, like working on film sets, it's like 
10 plus hours a day you're on your feet and he's doing these action movies so it's like you just gotta think i mean like that that couldn't have been good for him and, and like i still admire just that courageousness knowing that you know if i do this fight scene it's probably not gonna be good for my health seeing as i'm fighting cancer you know and i should be resting but i'm gonna still do it you know that's that's just superhuman to me you know what i mean yeah, and then still going to these children's hospitals. Like, exactly. He was going to St. Jude's for cancer patients. You know what I mean? Yeah, kids. Yeah. how hard that was for him to see that. And like, yo, I'm right there with you. What? You know, like, in that same battle with you. It's just, I hit it, you know, and, and to, to come up with Black Panther to, to do civil. Like, he could, I think he was sick during Civil War. That's what they said, I think. Because I think they said he was fighting it for four years or something yeah. like that. So maybe around like civil civil war time, close to it, he might maybe have just been diagnosed or maybe a little bit after finishing that movie. Well, no, he would have. So not during filming for Civil War, but maybe like... Post-production? Post-production and like when the movie was like getting ready to be released. Damn. Yeah, rest in peace to the king, man. Just like the way this year's been going, it was just a hard hit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was some. And then it's like when he remember that video that he did when he had the. I think it was like Jackie Robinson Day or something like that, and he looked like everybody yeah. knew something was up. It was like, damn, bro. You yeah, know? and people and I felt bad because people made memes of him, like because he was looking real skinny, like real skinny towards the end. And people were making fun of him, like, oh, what what happened to Chadwick and stuff like that. And there was rumors that he was going to play that Black Samurai and stuff like that. And like, oh, he's slimming down for that. So that's what, you, like, you know, people thought it was. It's like, all right, bet. Like, you know, and then it just goes to show you just, you don't know what people are going through, man. Yeah. And to be all silent about that, you know. And people are, like, clowning him on the internet, you know. It's just really tragic. And it's just, it was just ish of like the shit sandwiches we've been served this year that yeah, one is not what we needed you know and especially now like that was he was such a i mean you know none of us knew him personally but just off of how he carried himself in the interviews and things like that he was just he just seemed so hopeful mm. and i remember i was watching this um there was this instagram post where samuel jackson was talking about how he wanted to work on something with Chadwick and Chadwick was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be here for that. You know? Or you said that? You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. If you look look up, um go on Google and, and type in Samuel Jackson and Chadwick Boseman, like because I I can't remember what which Marvel movie it was, it might have been Infinity War or one of them, and Samuel Jackson had proposed, you know, tried to do it wanted to do another project with Chad. You know, and that's, that's what was said. And it was just like, fuck, maybe he did know? Damn. Because then I also read that um, he, he like, he had it fully in his mind that he was going to beat this. And it was really only a couple weeks before his death where he realized that, uh, I don't know if I'm going to beat this. So, like, from I, I read something where it was like, he like he wanted to go through more treatments, get this cancer, and then start putting on weight for Black Panther too. You know what I mean? Like he fully intended to beat this thing from what from what I was read reading. But damn, I don't know. Well, it kind of makes you look at his work differently, man. Like, God bless him and God bless his family. You know, God, you know, he's from North Carolina, so God bless the state of North Carolina, you know, for even putting out, you want to talk about another national treasure, like a national treasure that was not white. You know, no offense to our Caucasian listeners or anything like that, but it's like, you kind of don't have too many of us where people, you know, outside of like maybe somebody like Barack Obama or something like that, but where somebody of color is a symbol of hope or yeah, you know, did something that really, really, really made African Americans or people of color feel hopeful. You know, feel feel happy, feel prideful. And when that's gone, it's just like, whoa. And this would be a time, especially now. This is a time where we <laughs> we could use the king. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah, it hurts, man. That that was a huge hit for the culture, man. That was that was a huge. Hit. Yeah, man. I. But speaking of speaking on um, Marvel news, you know, speaking of Sam Jackson, they're gonna do a Nick Fury show. Yeah, I was, I was reading that. You think it'll be like Nick Fury? And what are your thoughts? I hope not, bro. I, I, mean, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I wanted to do like a spy thriller. Uh huh. Because that's that. I think that's where Nick Fury shines best. You know, I think some of some of the best times that I, you see Nick Fury is when um, Captain America Civil uh, not Civil War, but Captain America Winter Soldier, uh, the Avengers. You know, when you have and even Spider Man Far From Home, you have him in that spy world, you know, espionage, getting things done. Oh, this villain is this. Let's classify him into this and try to get S.H.I.E.L.D. back up and running. Like, that's what it should be. You know, don't have this man in space going to fucking Timbuktu. This ain't Star Trek, Star Wars. If I'm keeping it real, if I'm keeping it real, though, if you look, see how Homecoming ended, it ended with him in space on the spaceship. It would, it would kind of make any sense if he was, like, back on Earth. So, I mean, for, I, people think, like, oh, maybe it could be about secret wars or maybe he forms S.W.O.R.D., which I know has to do with, like, extraterrestrial activities and stuff like that. And it could be, like, him and his adventures with the scrolls. Who knows? But, I mean, I'll, I'll check it out. You know, I'll, I'll watch anything that Samuel Jackson's in. But then would, yeah, it, be it's like, gonna be fun. would it be, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Because, remember, they went into space, too, remember? Would he, like, link up with Colston in deep space? Can you imagine that shit? I, you know, I stopped watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. after the first season. Yeah, I never started watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> I tried, bro. I really did. You know that. But speaking of shows that you didn't get into, Supergirl is going into its final season, season six. Yeah, it's ending. And it's, wow. Like, when I heard that, I, I kind of, I got taken aback a little bit. So I was like, damn, I remember when it first came out. I was a fan when it first came out. And those of you guys that know, Khalid was always giving me shit about liking the first season. Of that Super pilot was terrible, bro. I remember we were so excited when it first, because it leaked or some shit like that. And we watched it. Yeah, it almost, I was like, all the, the fuck is this? <laughs> he was like, yo, Tucson, you don't like this shit. I was like, you got to give it a chance. And while it was on CBS, you know, it was it was decent. You know what I mean? Like, I could watch the first season again. There were certain things that I liked about it. Season two was probably my favorite season, just off the strength of the Tyler Heckman Superman connection. Um, you know, that first episode, they brought the first two episodes of season two, they, they came out swinging hard. And as the series kept going, it was just like, oh, this shit was getting on my nerves. I, I got to pop in and out. So I started popping in and out of Supergirl. You know, and you saw the guy that left, the guy that played Jimmy Olsen left to go do Mortal Kombat. You don't know what's going on with Mortal Kombat right now. Um, what else? But I will say that they, Supergirl, that cast, that cast has some tremendous actors. You know, I just wish that they were giving better stories. Do you think, excuse me, do you think that we're approaching close and end of an era? End of the CW kind of era? You know, that's what um, Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardo were talking about because you lost Arrow, right? Yeah. And now you're losing Supergirl. And as you're losing, they talked about you could be losing shows faster than you're getting them out. And especially with COVID, you know, Batwoman is getting ready to, you know, we'll talk about that in a second, but Batwoman is kind of going, gearing up for like a, a reboot <laughs> for Pretty season much. two. Pretty much. You got Superman Lois, you'll have Batgirl, Flash, Black Lightning. Stargirl. Stargirl, yeah. So it's like, do I think the Belanti era is over? No. But I do think that they can't how, um, like I said, Mark Bernard and Kevin Smith called it Dawson's Creek with costumes. You know, I didn't know that Belanti did Dawson's Creek. So a lot of this stuff makes sense as to why you get like that teenage love triangle or drama and shit like that. And it's like, well, you could just make this into a regular show. Like you can go back into shows like Lois and Clark. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a TV drama or a TV rom a romantic comedy 
that has something to do with superheroes. You know, I think Lois and Clark really did that well. And if you want to go further, you can go back into the George Reeves Superman or, you know, like mm. you can make Batwoman a noir, you know, like, because at the end of the day, everybody in the Bat family is a detective. So you can have a more noir feel instead of going for all these romantic kind of things and feeling for villains of the week, you know, have like mysteries to be solved. You know, now that the, and that's one thing I asked that Matt Reeves is talking about doing with Batman, you know, really dig into the character instead of just using the name and making it like teenage drama stuff. Well, I feel that. I do feel that. Yeah, I, I feel like that's kind of like why it's been on the CW. It just fits that whole, that whole mode of just, this is the kind of programming we make. Like, yeah. And the, which is why I think it's good to have that kind of juxtaposition with the the HBO Max shows, just because it's it's two different feels. I think with the HBO Max, they can go a little darker with stuff. It could be a little bit more adult. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's interesting. I think if they, uh, I think we might get one more show. But then again, they never said anything about that Arrow and the Canaries thing. I don't think that's happening, bro. I don't think so either. I'm getting vibes that's not going down. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think it needed to. Mm. Um, I like the show. Don't get it. The, the little soft pilot that they had. I thought it was interesting. But if you was going to do it, I feel like that was... You could have did better with it, you know? Yeah. And the way that Things went down with how it ended. I don't know. I I, ne- I never really got into Mia. Got into Oliver Queen's daughter. Oh, okay. I never really got into her character. I always felt like she was too angry, but she always felt like she had something to prove. And I was just like, dude, you don't. Mm. You know, just step into the shoes. Like you already went through the rough patch with season seven and parts of season eight. And you got to be with your father. So it's like, you shouldn't be as angry. You know? Yeah. I feel that the cat that played John Diggle's sons, both of them, they weren't all that great actors. I think it, it just, it wouldn't work. It, it would not have worked at all. It wouldn't have worked. Not even a little. There goes you know, the axe for that show. But sort of sticking with DC shows, I mean... I would have rather have seen... Um... Go ahead. Say that oh, again. I, you echoed for a second. But, you know, sort of sticking with DC shows, um, we pretty much have confirmation now that um, all the DC Universe shows will, in fact, be moving to HBO Max for their future seasons. Um, and yeah. DC Universe will just be a subscription-based sort of comic book app that you could read comic books on um so i mean it's pretty much what we've been expecting it was just a matter of time you know but yeah because it, and it's just like you're you're like come on come on give me something yeah you know give and with dc with dc universe i, I feel like they started off with great promise but you needed more than just Titan. Like when you came out, you had Titans. You yeah. know, and that, that was it for a little while. Then you had Doom Patrol, which was good. But I feel like you needed one more superhero show, which was Swamp Thing. And, you know, so everybody loved Swamp Thing. I think they should have came out with more originals. Yeah. In my opinion, like you can't just launch with Titans and then put stuff on that technically most people already have. So it was like, all right, I'm just literally just here for Titans. Do you know what I'm saying? It was kind of like, I don't know. It just, the way they, they fumbled it, the way they launched it. Oh, like, super fumbled. You, they should have launched with at least two or three original programming things. In my so opinion. You should have launched with Titans, Doom Patrol, and a Swamp Man. Those should have yeah. been your main three. Or animated show. Like, but because Young Justice didn't launch with 
Titans, did it? No. No. That's that's what they should have did, in my opinion. And then what also irked me about it is that you have so many other characters. So many other characters. Are you giving yourself the evil mustache? I'm kind of just twirling it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see. So, guys, we're doing this thing Zoom, and I'm watching Kali twirl his mustache. And you guys like the little evil mustache shit right there. Oh wow. Oh. <laughs> but I, I'm trying to think what else you could have done. Like you could have used Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, Ted Cord, and made that into like a a show or well, or. Um, I heard. I heard that. Um. That might be the plan with HBO Max. Okay. Because so they already announced like a Strange Adventure show. They announced a Green Lantern show. So I heard a possible. Oh, and we're already getting a Gotham PD show. We're getting a Justice League Dark show. What else? What, I feel like they announced another show. Um, shit. I can't remember what other shows, but. But yeah, like I said, in addition to the uh, to the DC Universe show. So, I mean, someone made a meme saying that they might as well call HBO Max like DC Max or some shit like that. <laughs> like, yeah, I that, completely agree with that. That's good that they know what their bread and butter is, and that's the DC the DC library. Yeah, you just you have to go. But then it's I'm trying to think what what other I would love to see like. I'm happy that we have Nightwing and Titans, right? Mm. But I would love for him to have his own show. He's such a rich character. And he spent so much time building it up. Well, maybe, maybe after this season. You know, maybe after I, this I, season, we'll see where things go. I, I would definitely like that. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Is there any, anything else that you got on the on the docket because i know i have some, some comic book stuff um so yeah i actually speaking of like what you're saying earlier about covid batman got covid uh <laughs> the star of batman himself robert pattinson tested positive for covid while they uh restarted filming so they had to shut down again for two weeks um rob robert pattinson uh from what i read is okay and I think they started filming back up, I think, a week ago. Good. Yeah, Good. Just, he tested positive, and they had to shut back down. He had to self-quarantine, and now he's uh, back on set doing his Batman thing. Good, good, good. It's good to know that the bat is good. Me and the bat, we made it, baby. Yeah. Made it. <laughs> About to change my name to Luke Fox, baby. <laughs> um. But also, I want to talk about, on the comic book side of things, Joshua Williams, uh, who's been on The Flash since 2016, when they first did Rebirth, finished his long run of The Flash. So he brought back all the speedsters. He brought back Max Mercury, Impulse, Bart Allen. He brought back um, Jesse Quick, Jay Garrick, which I'm very excited about. Jay, I've missed Jay's optimistic tone and his father figuredness, you know, like if that's such a word, but just him being a father figure, yeah, that was definitely not a word, but him being a father figure to all the flashes and just seeing the dynamic between Barry and Wally and how um well that goes into speed metal. So the same day that he finished his flash run, he also did a, a DC dark metal, which is the tie-in of death metal, which was the Batman uh event and now it's like a wonder woman event which is uh dark metal and they're doing this thing where now wally west is playing a very crucial role they're they're really redeeming wally west after a heroism crisis because as you know wally west became a, a accidental murderer <laughs> in heroism in crisis and it kind of made him just uh like they really fucked with his character you don't fuck with wally that was always my thing don't fuck with wally dog he finally brought the original back and um, so now you're making it where he's becoming important again and he's he's the one that's running things. And you see how him and Barry had to have this talk where, like, when you died, you know, I had to fight to get out of the shadow. 
you know, and now you're back and you shoved me right back in your shadow. And it's, it sucks. And Barry was talking about how he's missed so much because, you know, you had the crisis on Infinite Earths and Barry Allen was there from like 1985 to 20, 2008, 2009. Mm. And he's been back since then. And, you know, you kind of shelved Wally, which wasn't fair. Sounds and, familiar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I don't even want to get. Don't get me started on the Flash TV show. You <laughs> um, almost triggered me. <laughs> so you know, you, Barry comes back and he says, "Yo, I miss so much," and that's on me. Like I miss the transformation of you going from Kid Flash to Flash. You know, and that you're a grown man and you're your own man, and then you know they they're better. Their relationship became a little bit more solidified. So I'm really wondering what's going to happen with the Flash now. Who's going to take over? Um, also, you have the Joker War that's been going on strong, and which is you know currently going through all the all the bat books. Dick Grayson is back, baby. He got his memory back after fucking months, months, months of dealing with some nigga named Rick Grayson, who is pretty much um, how the Court of Owls use this memory crystal to, to jack up his memory. So he calls himself Rick, you know, like Richard Grayson and all that. But we have the original Nightwing back. He's back in his costume and he's back doing his thing. I can't wait, boy. Y'all can't see, but the way my smile is like <laughs> lighting up the screen, I waited months for this, man, because Nightwing is one of my favorite superheroes. You know, anybody that's, that's associated with Batman and has, have, and has had good writing. I've always kept up. So, um, Tim Drake, when he was back in the day, I used to read his Robin stuff. And currently, they shelved him. You know, the only time you really see it is see him as in Young Justice. So, I'm hoping going forward, he has a more prominent role as Red Robin or Robin, because Damien gave up the, the, the mantle of Robin for now. Um, also, Brian Michael Bendis is leaving Superman in December which I know a lot of people are cheering on. I actually started to get used to his writing. Did they, not, did they not like um, his writing? It's not that they didn't like his writing. No, no, let me stop. Let me, I'm, I'm acting like I know this man, so I'm trying to spare his feelings. But no, nobody really liked his writing. Like what they did with Jonathan Kent, they aged him up to like 17. And if you know Bendis, Bendis doesn't really like writing kids. Well, apparently that's what's supposed to happen in the, Superman and Lois TV show, they, they're supposed to be like teenagers. Yeah, but stop trying to have shit match the TV shows, man. Stop. Like, I remember when Green Arrow in the New 52, they, they brought Felicity Smoke. Why? Just why? How long did she last? No, don't, don't mess with what works. A couple issues. <laughs> Um, I, th I think they actually did the same but thing also, with Chloe Sullivan, too. Yeah, they did for a little while. They did for a little while. And they, it, didn't, it didn't work out. You know, people got tired of you messing with their heroes. Like, what you do on TV is good for what you do on TV, but in comic books, just don't do it. So now, you know, you aged up Jonathan Kent. You have him joining the Legion of Superheroes. And if you read Legions of Superheroes, which is done by Brian Michael Bendis also, it's not, it's not bad, but it's, I have to reread it again just to kind of like, it. you know, I think I was telling um, dad that I buy Legions just for, I guess, my, my past history with them. You know, but dad growing up was a, a big Legions of Superhero fan. You know, that's how I got into it. I got into reading the, the 1960s Legions of Superhero books that he got into. That's when Clark Kent was Superboy and was part of it. So I think they were trying to go back to that aesthetic, which is no problem. But don't age the kid up. You know, I enjoyed Peter J. Tomasi's run on Superman, seeing Superman as a father, you know, and you took that away, a man of steel. And then you go off and you reveal his secret identity, which is something that they already did in the New 52. So it's like it, it was like you were kind of running ideas, running out of ideas with Superman. So now my thing is like, where are you gonna go? Like me personally, I wouldn't mind him taking over a Batman book, but with but don't because you already put Peter J. Tomasi on Detective and you have James Ty on the fourth. 
on Batman. Leave Batman alone. Do not bring Bendis to fucking Batman. Like you, when he wrote Batman Universe, it was good. I won't lie to you. But I don't want an ongoing Bendis series of him with Batman. I would just lose my shit. I have a question for you. What's up? If you could write any comic book besides Batman, who would it be? Damn, that's a very good question. You know, I would love to try my hand at Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I always, but I would have to do like some major research on social issues because you know Oliver Queen is a social is he fights for social injustices. You didn't really get that in the Arrow TV show. Um, there are certain things that they followed in the comic books, like him becoming mayor, and that became that that happened after like the one year later, which was pre New Fifty Two, pre Flashpoint. You know. Um, there were certain ideas, but I would, there were certain ideas that they did in the Arrow TV show from the comic books, but they just never made Oliver Queen a social crusader that he, that he is. Yeah. So I would love to do a Green Arrow. I would not mind doing The Flash. And I would love if, if I could do one more. Hmm. Damn, that's a good one. You you really. Hmm. I would love to do like a a Tim Drake Robin book. I would want to bring that back. Okay. Okay. So. What about you? Um. Like if it was besides Batman. Yeah. Probably Superman. I would try to stay away from Superman because it's like, it would be so hard to write for him, you know? I I would just do it the way I thought about how I would do a Superman movie with a story like that, which I won't go into full detail because I got to keep things close to the chest in case Warner Brothers is listening. <laughs> Don't want my yeah. ideas stolen and shit. <laughs> Finally get well, a man to kill two and it'd be my shit. Like, Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Like this month, these motherfuckers. Yeah, like if I if I did a Superman story, I think it'd come in, kind of be like a one-off kind of thing, where it's just like, like it it would just be like um, Clark and Lois are getting ready for a marriage, or Lois is pregnant, and Superman kind of has this emotional reaction because he's you know, this is what his father has always wanted. You know, remember how we talked about Man of Steel. You could be the bridge between two races. And honestly, that's what I think this Man of Steel sequel needs to go into. Because you remember how we just always talked about you, my son, and the bridges between two races. Like having a child, having like a a son or a daughter, that is that ultimate bridge. You are restarting the Kryptonians anew and and you are evolving your race. You know what I mean? So I always thought that's a place they should go. And I also wanted to include Brainiac because I think Brainiacs would be a great villain. And plus, he was like a collector. So what would bring Brainiac to Earth but a half-human, half-Kryptonian child? Mm -hmm. And then the second movie would end with Brainiac taking um, Clark and Lois' baby and flying off into space. And then the third movie would be Clark having this space adventure trying to get his son back. Oh, that would be That'd be my movie. And then that way you can open it up. So maybe you could bring in the new gods. You can go to different planets and stuff like that. Because, you know, Superman is what the movies never established is that Superman is a a, a, gal, a, world, a universe known person. The, the last son of Krypton, he's known all around. And the movies have never done that. And I would just love to see that established in the movies. Like, oh, shit, that, that's Kal-El. That's da-da-da. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and learn more about Kryptonians, too, because... You know, because they could, you could talk about how maybe they weren't great people. Like they were colonizers. Maybe they went to different planets and settled there and took over the race on that planet and stuff like that. So you can sort of paint a picture about Kryptonians weren't this peaceful kind of people. You know what I mean? So that's what I would do. You're going to hire the guy from Krypton to play Superman who played uh, his grandfather? Uh, in, in, a perfect, in a perfect world, I would have the whole cast from Man of Steel back, I'd bring back Russell Crowe, but as that computer program, you know, it's just sort of like guide him more and like um, 
and uh, you'd have the fortress. I don't know who had, who who'd play Brainiac. Brainiac though. But, yeah. That's really good. What was your question? I know you said you had a question for me. Oh, any Marvel character besides Black Panther, who would you who would you write for? I would do Vision. Okay. Vision, that's interesting. I didn't expect you to say that. I would do Vision because I, I even from a kid when George Perez was writing for him, you know, and this was before you and uh, before our time, I always liked how he drew vision and not how he drew vision, but how he wrote vision. Uh, Mark, George Perez and Mark Wolverine when they when they teamed up to go to Marvel and they did the Avengers. Gotcha. I always I always liked how they treated vision. You know, there were some cases where he could feel that like a human and there were certain cases where you know he was an android and and to me vision is like the data of the avengers you know um for my star trek cats i know you guys just caught that that deep cut right there data was the android on the enterprise and who was always wanted to be human and he the only difference between data and vision is that he he was able vision is able to feel Mm. he was he got married to scarlet witch you know, and I, I would love to tackle that dynamic of how sometimes he's not able to comprehend some of the human emotions that he's given. Speaking of vision, did you what did you think of the WandaVision trailer? I can't wait for it. That's that's what made me kind of think about it. I was like, damn, I wonder where they're gonna go with this. Like this is really going somewhere. Like I would love to do that. And also Tom King, you know, he wrote for when he was with Marvel, he wrote Vision. Okay. It's it's interesting like what look with one division I'm not that excited about it but something tells me that I'll just quickly change as soon as I see the first episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm just I'm just coming eh, all right like whatever like of course I'll see it I'll watch every episode. But I think it'll just be one of those shows where like when it comes on I'll probably get like fucking super obsessed about like oh my god one division a new episode that that kind of shit you know what I mean? Is I I would do so yes I would do vision, I would do a cyclops. One shot. Um. And Wolverine. Okay. Okay. I, I would do a cyclops and Wolverine team up book, and it'd be like a buddy cop. Okay, I like that. I think if I had to do a Marvel character. <laughs> I got to think. I really got to think about that. Um, if I had to do a Marvel, what the fuck would I do? Maybe like a, a Wolverine comic book. Maybe with him and like, in, uh, in, in like, in Japan. It'd be like set in Japan. Maybe he just got his animantium. Maybe he didn't. And then like, Maybe he's kind of like a, a hitman for the Yakuza. His memory's not the best, so he's sort of forming his life anew. And uh, yeah, him just navigating this this world of uh, Japanese culture and Yakuza, and him just slicing and dicing motherfuckers to be a real, real R-rated type comic book, you know. So I think, that would be some hot fire. Yeah, I think I'd probably do a. A Wolverine comic book because all my comic books I'm thinking well would be like one shots not like continuing series type thing you know what I mean mm-hmm. so that's that's what I would do just like a because I think if I had to write a comic book I'd, I'd want to do those one shots just something that has like a beginning middle and a definitive end you know what I mean I do but yeah that would be cool that would be really really cool I, I would like that Damn, you gonna have me? You gonna have me look through that? I've been reading some comics, man. I'm actually rereading Brian Michael Bendis's some of some of his Superman stuff. And I'm reading when he first came out as Clark Kent. Yeah, I'm kind of really trying to get my mind around it. I'm like, okay, I kind of see what you're going here. Okay, but we gonna see. Also, Batwoman, um, with the reboot. We've seen uh, our first official look at the, uh, the new young lady. Uh, how do you say her name? Jaceva uh, Leslie. Jaceva Leslie, okay. So we got to see the young lady out in, in action. Um, 
well, not not no trailers or nothing like that. But we, you know, we seen a picture and we seen some set photos. Yeah, I think she posted a, a photo on her Instagram of her in the mask and stuff like that. You don't seem too sold. I remember when I sent it to you. Like, mm. I mean, like I don't know her her it, her face looked a little funny in it, but I mean, like I said, I'm still gonna give her a shot. But maybe it could have just been the lighting. Oh, excuse me, guys. Like the way it was lit. You know what yeah. I mean? But we'll, we'll see how it looks in action. But I don't know. The picture looked weird. But then again, I was never like a biggest fan of the bat. Like I do like the Batwoman costume, but I really hate the wig thing. And I know look, she has the wig in the comic books, but I just think it'd be like lose the wig. I don't know. But I get why you have to keep it. It's part of the comics. Not exactly. Number shoot. I think we uh we're gonna have some more stuff to talk about soon, but I, I definitely I agree with everything you were saying about with the young lady, and I'm just looking forward to seeing what's gonna happen. No, you for know sure. when we get when we get all this, and everybody's filming in Vancouver again, so yeah, so we should be having new episodes soon. Hopefully, they could film a good amount before things possibly get worse for COVID. But then also Not let's really. let's let's pray that you know we could weather the storm of a possible second wave. Yeah, you know, God willing, God willing, we don't have to go through this again because this is this is crazy. Yeah. Wow. But guys, as per usual, we thank you guys for listening, for checking us out, for sticking with us as long as you had. Thank you, thank you. It's a blessing to still be here. So you know, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you guys for rocking with us. And like you said, like I said earlier. You know, we had some things going on which stopped us from recording, but we back. We back and we black, baby. Back and we'll and we'll we'll we we'll definitely work to be more weekly. You know, make definitely get episodes out on time instead of like every two or three months. It's like, oh, should we record? You know, we definitely want to be as uh as prominent and as as weekly or at least every two weeks or you know what I mean, as 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 much as we used to be with our, our first season. So but with that being said, guys, yo, this is two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blurred, baby. Word to the Blurred with two and Cal. Take care, guys. Good night. Good night.